the C12 Faith and Business Show, sponsored by the C12 Group. What does it look like to run a business for Christ, by Christ, beyond symbols and charity? What does it really mean to live out your faith while leading in business? Real stories of real leaders trusting Christ and making eternal impact through the businesses God has called them to steward locally. It's all about building great business for greater purpose. Not just good business, business as ministry, business as mission, and business as worship. Good morning. This is the C12 Faith and Business Show. Um, welcome, everyone. My name is Shannon Badger. I'm with Badger CPA Firm here in San Antonio, and I'm uh, substituting today for Mike Shero. And uh, today I have with me Rich Glomsky, who is a new chairman uh, with the Central Texas C12 Group. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm fine, Thank Shannon. you for coming. Really appreciate it. And uh, today we're just going to get to know Rich, spend some time uh, asking some questions. And um, the purpose of this show, really, for business owners, you're wondering what does it look like to combine your faith and business? You know, traditionally we all um, tend to keep that separate. And so one of the goals is really just as a Christian, what it looks like to integrate your faith into your business and uh, truly use your business for a greater purpose. So um, today, Rich, can you just share a little bit about? Um, you know, who are you and uh, how you became part of the Central Texas C12 group? Absolutely. I'm a, uh, I'm a chairman with the C, C12 group here in Central Texas, and uh, I've been with C12 for a while. However, uh, during the past year, I've been up in the Fort Worth area uh, moderating CEO boards and uh, have very recently just moved here to Central Texas and will be a chairman um, with my fellow chairs here in San Antonio starting right now. Well, wonderful. And yeah. then, so when did you move? What was the timing? Um, actually, my first day here in uh, in San Antonio was May 1. Wonderful. Well, that's great. And so um, your background with joining C12, uh, what made you want to be part of the C12 organization? It was the Lord, for sure. <laughs> he, uh, uh, in late 2014, he really got my attention in a number of ways. And um, spoke to me very clearly and said, Rich, I've got another job for you to do. That's wonderful. So what was your background before you joined C12? I, sp- I spent, uh, previous to C12, I had 30 years in management consulting in a variety wow. of arenas from uh, KPMG, Pete Marwick, uh-huh. uh, partner at Grant Thornton in Houston, ran the consulting business there, and then I had my own business for about 20 years. Wow. And what was your uh, business when you had your own business? It was uh, focusing in on enhancing and sustaining organizational performance. So it got, a, it got involved with a lot of strategy work and execution work for oil and gas companies, financial services, the public sector. Wow, fantastic. So, um, so why are you passionate about faith and business? You know, it took me a lot of years to realize, one, that, um, that my business was not my business. It was his business. So that just changed my whole thought process, it renovated my heart to really begin looking at um, managing my own affairs from the Lord's perspective and not from a self-serving perspective, that that uh, I had all the answers and I was the reason that my business was either successful or unsuccessful. Now, was that something that you were integrating into your own business uh, when you had your own company? Like, did God start kind of pulling on your heart in that way he when did, you were a business owner? He did, but I didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. I was pretty hard-headed at the time. So it's really it's really been happening in the last three or four years. 
Wonderful, wonderful. And um, so, so as a C12 chair now, um, who do you serve? And, um, you know, why be a C12 chair? You know, um, I serve um, here in, in Central Texas. We have about 150 business leaders. So we're the okay. largest Christian-oriented um, peer advisory roundtable uh, anywhere here in Central Texas. And uh, we have, we've got seven chairs. Um, my responsibility includes the Hill Country, okay. which would be Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Bernie. I have a board at Boot Ranch up in, in Fredericksburg, and I also have a responsibility for uh, a board in the Stone Oak area. Okay, wonderful. And if someone, you know, was thinking about joining C12, like what are some of the big wins or um, advantages or just any stories that you might have about, um, you know, when you see people that integrate their faith in their business or, you know, encouraging words for business owners to take a look at something like this? Well, you know, the interesting thing is in the past 30 years doing consulting work, uh, I had an opportunity to work at, at very high levels in an organization. Um, but I never, I never realized the power of having godly counsel around the table of peers yes. to really help you uh, integrate your own faith within the business and at the same time, really, um, really help you to optimize uh, your own business. Mm -hmm. Have you seen, um, you know, is there a particular company or anyone that comes to mind or a, a story where you can really see how God moved in a really big way? I'm sure you have a bunch of them. You know, but. it's it's <laughs> amazing. Uh, during during the, uh, the roundtable discussion, which is one day a month away from the business, and mm -hmm. our CEOs work on the business and not in the business, um, we have... Uh, part of that day dedicated to what we call a core business presentation. Mm -hmm. And during that time, uh, the business owner presents his business and then asks the peers around the table specific questions that he would like some input from them about. And we had a, uh, a recent CEO who had presented uh, his business uh, and also had a question about he, he was uh, anticipating adding, adding additional capital Mm -hmm. in his business because his business was like a roller coaster. Cash flow was just up and down, and mm -hmm. he couldn't figure out how to manage it. Well, in a matter of 40 minutes, the board helped him turn around his thought process, and he uh, and, and they recommended uh, that he not look for additional capital, that he looked, he looked at doing some things internally mm -hmm. that would help him smooth cash flow mm -hmm. and also helped him um, look at an additional need for maybe diversifying his customer base, which allowed him not to rely on one or two customers for cash flow. That's wonderful. And um, we've had two uh, on my board where someone goes into their uh, core business presentation thinking that these are the two or three issues that they really need to work through. And through working through that with a, a group of peers, um, we end up focusing on something completely different. You know, maybe an underlining issue that they didn't seem to be, you know, honing in on and, and you know it's really uh, speaks to having counsel wise counsel absolutely um, and and the counsel you're getting uh, doesn't have a vested interest other than it's it's faith-based mm -hmm. so you know there's no solicitating uh, no solicitation allowed excuse me uh there's no networking allowed within that in, in that environment it's very confidential um and it's a it's a peer accountability uh and encouragement 
session really for each of the CEOs around that table. Um, so you came from a, a relatively corporate um, accounting finance background, similar similar to myself, actually. And so now having um, almost the freedom as a business owner to integrate faith in business, um, the perspective is is so much different. And I'm, I'm curious when you transitioned from going from a large accounting firm where everything's pretty structured and you have to sort of follow certain uh, rules to starting your own company, you know, what was some of the benefits that you saw as far as being a CEO um, instead of a, you know, partner at somebody else's um, company? Like, were you able to kind of set a culture and integrate your faith um, in a different way as a business owner? Absolutely. I mean, I could, I could really dictate the, the vision, the long-term vision for my company, mm-hmm. and I would be the decision maker in doing that. I think, uh, I think for many that's a really it's a scary leap, um, but going from a large corporation to a to a smaller business or starting your own is, is a significant change. Well, it kind of a funny <laughs> kind of a funny story in in that regard. When I did that, I have uh, I've got grown twin sons, and they were four years old, and uh, so I was going from a very um, Uh, You know, I was going from a large accounting firm where I had uh, uh, a job, a salary, all those other sorts of things. (laughs) Stability, if you will. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And uh, I decided I was going to do my own thing. And my wife kind of looked at me and she said, what in the heck are you doing? Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. so what, what um, what that made me really think about is think carefully about how I was going to go about doing that uh, to to add stability, to prepare protect my family as well for the future. Definitely. Um, we've seen that in our family as well when we decided to um, take that leap. But I also, you know, if it's from God and that's what he's calling you to do, um, there's so much peace that comes from being at the center of God's will for for your life. And so um, to anyone thinking about starting your own company, you know, just be encouraged that, you know, God will, God will take care of you. And if that's where you're supposed to be, that you'll be fine. Um, so what are some of the lies that you most con- you know most commonly see when you meet with owners or um you know viewpoints or where people are getting it wrong? You know, we've been sold a bill of goods uh, <laughs> in our culture. Uh most of the culture and and many of those that are probably listening today can appreciate the fact that um where everybody comes from today is from a performance oriented. Mhm. Absolutely. Mindset rather than an internal mindset that really um, what we do is, um, is not because of our own efforts. It's the Lord that has provided us the gifts, uh, the energy level uh, to do what we do. And oftentimes we miss that. We get, we get caught up in the rat race of performance. And um, that really gets us off sidetracked. That's that's one particular uh, uh, one particular thing that that I see. The other thing is that we see people out there looking out for number one. Definitely, it's all very very self serving, and you see a lot of training that's oriented uh, around that. A lot of sales tra- uh, training that's oriented around that, and it's truly not true. Mm-hmm. It's truly not true if you think about it. The other key thing that I see is that um, the, conte- the concept of servant leadership. It mm-hmm. took me a lot of years to understand what that was. I've done a lot of research, and the whole basis for servant leadership 
uh, is around being humble. It's about being vulnerable. It's about focusing on your people resources and not on yourself. And society looks at, looks at that as a weakness mm-hmm. in a leader. Well, um, thank you. Uh, we are actually going to stop for a short break here. Um, thank you so much for joining us today on the C12 Faith and Business Show. And uh, we will be back in a few minutes. Hey, San Antonio. My name is Mike Sher with the C12 Group. What does it mean to follow Jesus while running a company, being a CEO or a local business owner? We believe it matters a lot. In fact, our mission statement at C12 is to change the world by bringing forth the kingdom of God in the marketplace through the lives and companies that Jesus calls to run them for him. Through local groups, we've got over 140 leaders of businesses ranging from a million dollars to a billion dollars who are striving to glorify God in the business We say we're trying to build great businesses for an even greater purpose. And since 1992, hundreds and thousands of leaders all over the country have found a key to answering those questions about how to run a business in a way that pleases Jesus through being part of local C12 groups. Find out more today by visiting c12group.com. Good morning. Uh, My name is Shannon Badger, and this is the C12 Faith and Business Show. I'm uh, substituting today for Mike Shero, and I'm on today with Rich Glomsky, who is one of the new uh, board chairmen for the Central Tech C12 Group. Good morning. Good morning. So we've been... We've been discussing uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, servant leadership and what that looks like as a business owner. So I'd like to spend a little bit more time. And can you share a little bit from your perspective, what you view as servant leadership in a business? Like, what does that look like? Okay. Servant leadership uh, is a is a is a term that many people have probably heard. uh, And some may not completely understand what it what it is. Servant leadership is is basically um, leading a business, and you're leading a business by focusing on ensuring that the people that surround you are successful. And it's not focused on yourself. It's focused on those people that you have, and as Jim Collins would say in Good to Great, having the right people in the right seats on the bus. I think as a business owner, and I struggle with this myself, um, you want to have servant leadership, but at the same time, you have a fear or the world maybe perceives that as you let people take advantage of you or you're too nice. Like, what would you say as far as addressing that um, if business owners are like, well, I can't, I can't lead a business that way because then people will think I'm too nice or take advantage of me? If you, um, for those that, that have read Good to Great, it was a life changer for me. It's probably the most impactful book business book that I've ever read. uh, read. Uh, It's been out about 10 or 11 years. And uh, the premise of the book was really identifying companies that performed exceptionally. And exceptionally means 15 to 20 times better than the stock market over 20 years. Wow, okay. So why why did that happen? The first thing that popped out was uh, what what Jim Collins referred to as level five leadership, and that's servant leadership. So if you look at the companies in that study and you look at the leaders that ran those companies, there's probably not a a leader on that list that you would recognize because they're not bigger than life. They did not promote themselves. They're behind the scenes trying to ensure they're, they're passionate about what they do and they are very driven on the mission that they have as a company. 
But what they're doing is leading their people behind the scenes uh, to that growth, to that success within their own companies. So it's really a focus on the people that, um, that surround you and you're not focused on yourself. So really the premise behind that is, you know, for example, my company is a CPA firm. If I have an accountant and my focus is to make sure that they're um, happy in their work, they're trained, they're, they're learning, they have everything they need to be successful, and I'm focusing on their success, then the byproduct is that my business Absolutely. You know, you're, pro- you're providing them the vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're ensuring that they understand that it's clearly articulated, it's completely understood. Uh, and that allow. I mean, think about it. If if they understand what your vision is, and you can help them understand what that is, then you're going to ensure alignment in how your team operates going forward. Now, one of the things I failed to answer that that you asked me as a question here a minute ago was that sometimes uh, people fear what servant leadership may lead to in terms yeah. of being perceived as a, a weakling. Yeah, softy. A softy, uh, but what the research has shown, and and if and if you believe the premise of books like Good to Great, and look at the success of these organizations, that people that were humble, that people that were vulnerable, leaders that were vulnerable, shared their mistakes with their team. The incredible trust that was built in a very accelerated way was very very pronounced, and. Uh, People look at it uh, in, a, in a reverse way. They do not look at it as a weakness. Yet we in society have been sold that bill of goods, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Um, I would agree. And a big part of that, too, as a servant leader, um, that's a biblical model for leadership yes. as well. And so I think if a business owner is uh, seeking after God and wanting to integrate their faith in their business, that would be a natural leadership style that should be coming out of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what do you see as, you know, big wins um, people don't see by integrating their faith into business? You know, what are they missing when they don't look at that opportunity? You know, one, one of the things, and, and this goes back to servant leadership, but one of the things that we don't pay attention to uh, is that if we're, if we're um, really looking to support our team, that employee attitudes change. The peace and contentment of our people that work for us change. And what that leads to is higher levels of productivity, for one thing, within the business. But even more importantly, they're taking that home with them. So there's a, there's a higher le- level of self-confidence within their family environment. Their wives see it. Their husbands see it. Uh, their kids see it. So it's, a, um, it's what I refer to as the only pyramid scheme that works. <laughs> that uh, truly it's, it's a cascade of uh, tremendous benefit, eternal benefit that, that we see in companies. The other thing that we see is that um, once we realize that the businesses that we run are not our businesses but the Lord's businesses, then it, it should force us to really reprioritize th- things. Mm-hmm. So we move from a prioritization of personal, financial, maybe family, maybe faith, to one that's the Lord, family, work, and then the body of the body of Christ out in the community. Um, how have you seen specifically where C12 has contributed 
to that success or to those wins for business owners? Again, I'll come back to um, that peer godly counsel that's around the table. So you, you see that continually happen at each one of our meetings, that uh, that godly counsel will help another um, peer at the table through issues like that, that may be struggling with priority of time. You know, I'm spending 90% of my time at work. I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm not allowing time for for my wife. We don't we don't do a date night, as an example. Mm-hmm. My kids don't see me, but I can't figure out how to get out of the cycle. So um, when you've got that co- godly counsel around the table and not trying to think through solving the problem by yourself, um, it truly is God inspired. I mean, if you think about it, um, prov- the Lord. The Lord demands of us in Proverbs fifteen twenty two. He says, "Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed." Think about that. So you're surrounding yourself with godly counsel, and that your way to success is incorporating that counsel into the way that you um, you manage things. Um, some of the benefits too that I've seen, and um, you know, really organizational change has been. Some companies really uh, building some really wonderful platforms for ministry. Um, I know someone on my board, for example, uh, they have now a you know a whole foreign ministry, biblical ministry that they've started as a company and things like that. Have you seen some you know ministries or other amazing things come out of businesses now as a result of this? Absolutely, but the the cultural thing that we're really uh, challenged by is the fact that many businesses fear the idea of building a platform for ministry in their own business. They fear the the pushback that they'll get get from governmental entities, from uh, you know the minority outspoken groups, uh, the press, the negative press. So there's a reluctance that we see in establishing platforms for ministry. Yet we think there's some very uh, very practical ways of of um, instituting your own practical ways of establishing a, a, a faith platform in your business. One of the things that C12 has done uh, in the last year or so, we've, uh, we've partnered with Alliance, for Def- with Alliance for Defending Freedom. And their focus um, is really on employer rights. Uh, they were the firm that defended Hobby Lobby at the Supreme Court and won. Okay. So um, they're, they're a resource that we utilize to help our members figure out how you incorporate a platform for ministry within your business and do it uh, do it in a very practical, legalistic way okay. so you don't get yourself into trouble. Um, I know they had a, a seminar uh, last year, I believe, where yes. they came and spoke, and um, they shared, I, I have a handbook now that really helps me know as a business owner um, you know, what I can do and how to approach that, and it's really helpful to have, have that resource. Absolutely, absolutely. So if, if someone's listening today and they're, you know, basically God's pulling on their heart or they're, or they're thinking about, you know, would C12 be right for them? You know, what, what's some encouragement or a challenge that you would give to someone thinking um, that's maybe operating really just on their own? They're, they're running their business solo and, and they don't have that counsel. You know, what's a, a challenge or maybe some encouragement that you would give that person? Well, first of all, I would, uh, I would not try to think through 
the problems that you're facing or the challenges or whatever it might be on your own. I would I would suggest to that individual to to seek out uh, an accountability partner, whether it's a man or woman or or several people. If you're not part of a small group, uh, form one where you you might have some strong Christian friends um, or even some people at work that uh, you know have a a faith based philosophy on things, where you're getting some additional input. Um, that's one thing that you can do. Um, you know, at C12, what we really have a minimum threshold. We we look to companies that have at a minimum a, a million dollars in revenue and five to nine employees. Will we work with companies smaller than that? Of course we will, uh, but we 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 try to limit our our focus with companies that are of at least that size and larger. Okay, and it, and so if someone, if this sounds interesting to them, or maybe they have some follow-up questions, what would be the best, best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, they can certainly reach out. Uh, they can. Uh, my direct number is area code 832-265-8883. Uh, my email is rich.glomsky, G-L-O-M-S-K-I, at c12group.com and 12 is the number one two so rich.glomsky at c12group.com well thank you very much for your time today i really appreciate it it's been a pleasure um, having this opportunity to uh, speak with you and uh, thank you everyone for listening uh, this is the c12 faith and business show uh, where we just talk through some practical applications and how you can integrate your faith in your business and if you're interested in learning more you can go to the c12 uh, website and it's at c12centraltx.com. And uh, we would love to hear from you. <laughs>